Material Components, Season 2, Episode 28, The Children of Atir. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. I'm your humble dragon master, Mike Argoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Heck yeah. Here, Mike. What's up, nerds? It's cracking. Bad intro. Anyway. <laughs> are any of them good? We've had one or two. This one's pretty, this one's pretty bad. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, <laughs> I am Olivia, and I'm playing Florian of Akalar. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Shay. I am Michael, and I'm playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. I'm Raiden, I'll be playing Amari. Indeed. And of course, before we begin today's session, I would like to ask you the same question I ask every time, and that is, Reed, do you remember what happened last time? Nope. Okay, moving on. I knew, I knew he was going to do that. Yay. Uh, that joke makes me smile. At least. I don't care if it doesn't make anyone else laugh. That's fine. Uh, yeah, actually, because it just happened uh, in the way we record things. Mm. Time travel and stuff. Um, yeah, so we finished up our, um, our... No, it's not a secret. We record this for an audience. It's definitely not a secret. Um <laughs> We, record, uh, we finished our mission on Esclipsis, bringing peace and prosperity to the entire planet. Not really. But Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, we had our downtime session where we uh, we all spent our XP uh, in, in different traits and, and fun stuff. And we got some fun activities to do. Um, actually, some of them were kind of sad on Amari's part. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, we returned to uh, the Cole Foundation's uh, The Storm's Repose. Our massive ship uh, hung out a little bit in our secret bat cave um, and kind of got through our, our mission report, decided what we wanted to exclude from our, 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 our mission report, uh, which is par for the course. Um, let's see here. Amari had uh, some downtime in the bar with Hum, uh, his favorite bartender, uh, reflecting on past events uh of the war with the the dominion uh not exactly a bunch of happy memories um other than that uh oswald submitted his uh report uh to the archive um all the footage of us uh valiantly rescuing everyone yeah 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 sure I'm trying to put a fun twist on it where we're <laughs> the good guys in this situation because we started a riot, Mike. We promised people jobs. You're the morally okay guys in this <laughs> Oh, okay. That's how I like to look at things. At least we're not the bad guys. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Oswald submitted his report and was, uh, was approved and got a nice, uh, nice promotion to a senior field researcher. Mm. Now he can get fun little implants and live stream. Mm-hmm. Um, Shay set up a, an isolated uh, network to uh, kind of house all of the, the Fey presences um, that were stored on the large like caches of data chems that we picked up from the, the secret server. Um, yeah, and found a 
I think in the 11th hour of the last episode found that one of them was a pretty large presence, something far greater than, you know, a pixie or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Florian uh, did something even more influential and started the, uh, the good word about unions on Asclipsis, which had had good effect. Become a snake prophet, so Florian shall become a union prophet. (laughs) You're doing the Lord's work. Which Uh, Lord? We don't know. Yeah, doesn't matter. Space Lord. Um, But along with that, uh, Florian also received a, a very cryptic email from someone on Akalar saying that the the Dominion had arrived and that they should avoid avoid returning give it a wide berth um yeah and now we're uh wrapping things up getting ready to hopefully go on another mission because sitting for two months is I don't know not the most productive thing we could be doing it's true and along those lines, and with that thought in mind, Oracle Zero, you find yourselves edging, vectoring towards a little bit of stir-crazy. It's been two months now, and while the Storm's Repose has felt like home for a while, being trapped in one's home is never a nice thing, as many of us have learned over the last couple of years. <laughs> the Muppet Treasure Island song Cabin Fever is mm-hmm. playing on loop precisely both in our brains and over the entire PA system I've got yeah. it too <laughs> Cabin Fever <sighs> but leastways you do receive a message while the Storm's Repose has stopped off at a trading hub for resupply. Amari, you specifically receive this message from a Mr. Zim. Interesting. Why me? You're the team leader. Yeah, I put two and two together. (laughs) It's like, why does he want to talk to me? I'm not a wizard. This is a message for the whole team, though. And one you might share with the others. I don't know. That's your proclivity. Yeah, I'm the team lead. I can do what I want. It states that you did good work on Asclipsis. The Arch Proctor has been informed and Im- and approves of your work. Brightens, brightens Amari's day for sure. The information retrieved via the post-action activity will be invaluable in adjusting the attitude of Operations Director Silvaro. Okay. And then I snap my data pad in half because this was a burner and no one can know. (laughs) You don't know who the Arch Proctor is? Nope. You weren't even aware that there was a position called Arch Proctor? You're aware of the, the Proctors of the Cole Foundation. They are the, the heads of the different large 
aid ships that move about the galaxy. You didn't think there was a centralized single figure at the head of this foundation, though. That's new information. Yeah. Some being named Cole. (laughs) Weird. At the very least, Mr. Zinn implies that whoever this Arch Proctor is, this figure behind the curtain approves of what you've done. The Oracle Zero's work has not gone unnoticed. It is with that little feather in your cap that when you come to the attention of this ship's proctor, Jalvin Frost, you're maybe not as concerned as you might be when you are called to his office. You're perhaps a little more concerned when Florian is called there as well at the same time. What are you in for? Uh, I don't... What do you mean in for? I, I, mean, I mean, not actually. We're not. I, I doubt we're in trouble. Still, it's just... Yeah, I... I go where they, where they tell me. The two of you didn't receive this call via, like, loudspeakers throughout the ship or anything. This was just, you're both showing up to an appointment that you didn't know the other had with the same person. Proctor Jalvin Frost is a somewhat stooped man. You've seen him on a couple of occasions, but he's never really cut a super impressive gait the same way that the Captain of the Storm's Repose does. Captain Hexway is a very impressive, stoic man. Jalavan Frost is a little bit more subdued. He's got shoulders that kind of hunch a little bit. He's got a receding hairline to the point of where most sapient species would just cut their losses and shave what's left. He is a Midrian of middling age, somewhere in probably his late 50s, early 60s. I was literally just about to say, that sounds like Midrian. Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be weird to see like an Ursa with a receding hairline. Or a totally shaved oh. Ursa. I I, <laughs> I meant more like insisting that their oh, hairline is not receding. Mm-hmm. That just sounds like a human equivalent to me. (laughs) He has always struck you both as overly empathetic, perhaps, might be the polite way of putting it. Whenever there is a disaster that the Storm's Repose has responded to, Jalvin Frost seems to take the hardship of the people being affected by it Very, very personally. He is at times overwhelmed by the hardships put upon people in the Southern Reach. And he wears his emotions on his sleeve most of the time. He is not what you would call a stoic man. When last you saw him, he was heading the conference you held just before landing on Eclipsis, explaining the situation of the world. And before that, you saw him last when he was giving the overview on the situation on Talgon 3, 
So this is a pretty rare occurrence to see him not only at all, but also in private. When you arrive, his secretary alerts him that you're there, and he will bring you in pretty quickly. The two of you find a well-appointed, fairly large office. It has a big desk along one back wall. The desk is made of some sort of imported wood, which is fairly rich for a spaceship. That's not something that is generally, like, standard issue. That would be something you'd have to import. The chairs in front of the desk are well-appointed with cloth coverings and uh, fine cushions to them. This seems to be a place of comfort that is meant to exude an air of kind of earth tones and um, naturalistic vibe. There's a definite sense here that it's meant to put people at ease, but the display of wealth also is a little off-putting. And Proctor Frost will welcome you in, standing up from his desk, pushing his chair back with a little bit of a squeak, and he'll say, Come in, come in, welcome, welcome. Uh, Commander uh, Kelrukasa and uh, Finder Florian, please, please, come in, come in. I like I, I, I let uh, Florian go in first, you know. <laughs> I'll get the door, don't, don't worry about it. You know, after you, please, please. Can I interest either of you in a drink? And he'll gesture towards a set of decanters over on one side near, like, a, on a lorry table. Uh, please, after you, after you. Yeah, yeah, no, please. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, sure. Thank you, sir. I'm good. Well, and he'll bustle over, and he's wearing uh, fairly formal robes. The fashion of the day is kind of a, a cut just below the knee with slacks beneath, kind of a, a longer fold-over robe with a uh, wide leather belt across the stomach. And he will pour from one of these decanters a clear liquid into a well-cut glass and hand it over to you, Florian. And when you taste it, you discover that it is just water. And he will bustle back around to the back of his desk and wrap his knuckles on it without actually sitting down and stare fixedly down at his desk for a long moment. And that moment drags until it's almost awkward. And then he'll say, Right, right, pull the band-aid, pull the band-aid. Um... Both fired... (laughs) Finder Florian, the reason I've called you here, and your commanding officer as well, um, you are from Akalar, yes? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, There are precious few that are uh, from that world, and fewer still who... Uh, work here about the storm's repose, you being the, the only one. So I felt it was my... Well, I, I felt the need to share this news with you personally before it became uh, more of a public knowledge. Akalar has been attacked. 
I, uh, well, I, by who? Details are in short supply at the moment. But those claiming responsibility call themselves the children of Aetir. Does that mean anything to me? Do you have anything in history? No. Then no. Um, the word Aetir sounds vaguely familiar. It sounds a little bit like Aether. Yeah. But, no. Sounds made up. And when you give that kind of, like, blank expression, Proctor Frost will say, From what we can tell, they are some sort of terrorist organization. Mercenaries, former mercenaries. Ideologues now. They use some sort of, well, A-tier, obviously. Old Stedgod terminology. Uh, we don't know exactly why they, they did what they did, but I thought it would be best if I told you personally before. I only heard due to, well, a request for aid. Really? Yes, which is part of the reason I've called your uh, team leader here as well. Uh, may I call you Amari? Go for it. The request for aid on Akalar was sent by representatives of the Vast Plain Hegemony. I am fairly certain, if our most recent surveys are to be trusted, <coughs> that... <coughs> pardon. Akalar does not fall within the Hegemony's purview. They do not. So my question... I don't mean to be presumptuous... But you were formally. I have been told to, that calling you senator would not be proper anymore. Right. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. So Florian had been has been like side eyeing Amari, like for the past couple sentences, and has now just like, like full-turned, angry glare in the chair, just, like, fucking furious. You would know this if you got on the on the internet. It's a Google <laughs> search, dog. I don't Google my co-workers. Whatever, shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I, technically, yeah, you no longer a senator, so... But you might still have some insight into mm -hmm. their motives in this. Would this be anything that would have been brought to Amari's attention during his time as a, a local like representative? Any any sort of discussion regarding uh not necessarily expansion, but like communication efforts with Akalar? You've never even heard of Akalar until you met Florian. Florian, that's a made-up yeah. place. That place doesn't exist. Like, 
Mississippi. It's just a, it's fabled land. Akalar is a again. It's it's such an off the beat world that until somebody says it out loud, you'd have never have heard of it. Okay. Uh, in that case, I don't. I don't know uh, what Amari would potentially know about why they're contacting them. Um, Reed has ideas, but I don't think those would translate to Amari. Now, the storm's repose has a particular mission that. Well, it is my job to be sure that we maintain the highest standards of aid that we might deliver to the peoples of the eastern and southern reaches. I do not mean to belittle what has happened on Akalar, but the resources of the storm's repose. There is more good that we can do elsewhere on larger scale problems. Understood. That is not to say that we are not concerned with the actions of this group. I am forwarding a dossier to you, and he's typing a few keys on his desk, which you can see that there's an etheric overlay on the wood of the desk, a little slightly holographically projected above the, the layer of the desk itself. The activities of this group are fairly well documented at this point. They're not subtle. And Akalar is simply their most recent um, hit. I do not know exactly the words for these sorts of things. It's not exactly my um, area of expertise. Terrorism. Ah. Uh, but, that being said, it has been indicated to me by other proctors within the organization that a delegation sent by the Storm's Repose, perhaps a finder team, to the area to investigate the activities of this group and perhaps bring them to the attention of the proper authorities of the area, whether that be the local outer kingdoms or the hegemony, whoever lays claim to that area of space. Oh, uh, not the hegemony. Like... The dominion, then? Whatever may exist left of that in that area of space? Florian just, like, bristling. I'm sorry, I, I do not know. I... I, Akalar is not an area I'm familiar with. No, why would you be? I, I, that sounded really uh, so, yeah, well. sarcastic and facetious, but I, I'm serious. Like, are are you asking if uh, are you asking if Oracle Zero is the proper delegation for something like this? I am saying it has been suggested to me by other authorities within the Cole Foundation, that you might be the right group for this particular situation. How many other people from Akalar are there on this ship, Florian? He said it at the beginning. Just, I just, just yeah, <laughs> I know. That's, that, that's, that's the point I'm making. 
obviously you will be well supplied for a mission of this type. We have several mid-sized frigates that can be put at your disposal. You can choose from among them. You, uh... uh <laughs> so, besides, uh... Besides this, this, uh, aid signal from the hegemony on behalf of another non-associated, uh... Uh, Not a signal. Again, this whole situation was brought to our attention by a representative from the hegemony. Wouldn't have to know which representative. And he will, like, flick a couple of notes holographically across the desk. Uh, Senator of some... what was it? Um, Hala. Hala, yeah, that's right. Hala and Kala. That name existed before Kala did, so... Mm -hmm. But yes, this was brought to the attention by Prefect Hala. Lovely. It would be. We have no independent very uh independent verification from any comms, Akala. I we were not aware that Akalar even had any outposts of note to make contact with. Florian from was a, like scratch, like yeah, like you're man. from a dust ball. Like it is, yeah. it is, it is a fart of a planet. This is great, yeah. Scratching head, like yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, we have confirmed the activities of the the children of eight here. This group, they've attacked several other worlds in the area, raiding mostly, and supplies. We think or other resources, weapons. Old Dominion depots being reclaimed by uh, other civilization, outer kingdoms in the area. It's been a rather chaotic mess there since the collapse. What's the proximity of this planet to uh, uh, Vast Plane? Like, it's still pretty far out of the way, right? Yeah, yeah. And Vast Plane is. So if you're looking at the eastern reach mm-hmm. as like on a from a top down perspective, mm-hmm. Vast Plain is down near the border of the southern and eastern reaches. Mm-hmm. Whereas Akalar is kind of on the opposite side of the eastern reach, up towards the northern reach and that border. So that So you've got a whole like really... forty five degree radial yeah. separating the two planets. It doesn't make a lot of sense. No, no, it does not. Great. Cool, someone's got... There's some sort of bullshit going on here. Wonderful. Seems suspicious as fuck. Yeah. Uh, I... I understand uh, and appreciate you bringing this to my attention. I don't know that Oracle Zero... uh, We don't... We don't really have, like... Uh combat experience? We're not asking that you track down and dispatch a raider group. No, exactly, but like, if they're there and a presence, we might not be the best uh, equipped to handle that. And Proctor Frost will cast a glance over at Amari. Mm, Florian, just one second. 
we might not be equipped to handle that. I think we are just like a small party, like at least just like a, like a little raiding party. We could handle that, right? I could handle that. Second of all, who's going to go if we don't? Another finder team? Are there plans to send another finder team if we don't accept? At the moment, no. This request seemed very... Specific? I was going to say suspiciously specific, but yes. Mm -hmm. Why don't we just go check it out? We don't have to blow anything up, okay? We would prefer it if you did not blow anything up. I'd prefer it if we didn't blow anything up. I know Oracle Zero has a devil-may-care reputation among the finder teams. Your work with the ship graveyard is... Well, those stories have gotten around. Do you like it? I would not want to run into a vampire out on a a derelict ship, that's for sure. Mm. It's rather impressive, though. Thank you. All we ask is that you go to the area, investigate, maybe ask about the whereabouts of these children of Aetir. If you can discover that and report those to the local authorities, like I said, whoever is the local authorities, that is all we can ask of you. Doesn't sound like too hard of a job. Florian? Florian, like, uh, like, like, uh, God, there's a scene in 30 Rock where Kev- uh, Kenneth tries to drink a water bottle, like out of a water bottle, and just spills the whole thing over his face. That's not happening, but it's close. It's uh, the yeah, you, so you have much. a drinking problem scene have, from yeah. Airplane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, sounds uh, sounds just fine. And again, I haven't been home in a hot sec. If you don't even want to go to Akalar, there are other worlds nearby that have been affected by these children of Aetir as well. Perhaps start there. You may not even need to go to Akalar. Not a bad solution. Florian will just kind of like, uh, yeah, no, like, that's, you're right. I I know the area well. This is, this is good. This makes, Mm. makes sense. 180 flips it. Yeah, obviously not happy about it, but yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's let's do it. Yeah, this is gonna. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. As I said, we have a few mid-sized frigate transports that might be able to suit a more offloaded mission. Obviously, you would not have the immediate support of the Storm's Repose, so you would be working under your own recognizance. Um, during this, where's the Storm's Repose going to be? Uh. Located. Any plan on moving anytime soon? After our refit here, we will be moving on. We don't have any clear mission objectives as of yet. Okay. I was hoping to get us assigned to Noku, but I sort of doubt we'll get that <laughs> sort of notoriety. I hope Noku's like the local, like, resort and like paradise beach planet oh no we ran out of mai tais on the planet we'll help noku is the original 
Rini homeworld that is only just now coming out of an era of global ice age and climate devastation after it was pretty much destroyed during the conflict between the rest of the galaxy and the cog. So soon to be a uh, a paradise tropical beach planet. Hopefully. Yeah. It's one of those like projects like save the whales that everyone's just like, yeah, we got to go help Noku. And that's like the the optimist dream is help reestablish that world. But yeah, so you are given this assignment by Proctor Frost who asks if you have any further questions. Again, a dossier has been sent to team leader Amari. Um yeah, I think I think uh the other thing that Amari would ask is whether or not this needs to be kept on the down low or not. Uh, I don't see any particular reason why it needs to be. Okay. We've done this sort of thing before, sending teams off to do their own thing if the whole of the storm's repose is not required. That's fair. Alright, Florian. Do you need anything else? Nope. Sounds good. Sounds Sounds great. Your enthusiasm is startling. You pick up and leave the proctor's office. And Amari, you get an alert pretty quick on your personal data pad that you've got a bundle of data packs from the proctor himself. Okay. Um, I'll send that to... I'll forward all of those to uh, my the entire team. Okay. The data packs consist of a list of four worlds, among them Akalar, as well as a bit of a dossier on this group called the Children of A-Tier, and a list of the crimes they've committed, actions they've perpetrated, depends on your point of view, I suppose. There is also a personal communication uh, from Prefect Hala that is addressed to you, Amari. So I don't know if you forward that as well. Well, no. No, not that one. Check that on my own time. Okay. Kind of weird political scheme is she up to now? The Other Worlds that are listed on this dossier. I don't know if you want to write these down right away, but there is Arlgev, again, a world you've never heard of. Sirom, S-I-R-R-O-M. How do you spell Arlgev? Arlgev is A-R-L-G-E-V. And Rafas, R-E-F-A-H-S. What was the what was the middle one? I guess. Sirom. Thank you. How was that spelled? S I R R O M. Gucci. Oh yes, and the planet Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not as nice as you think. Everything is not all Gucci on Gucci. There's an incursion by Prada and it's just it's <laughs> it's chaos down there. It's chaos. 
just blood everywhere. You have your pick of three different ships to use on this mission. There is a mid-bulk transport that is kind of a big clunky number that is meant to carry a lot of stuff. Not very fast. Doesn't have a ton of armaments. But it has the most cargo space. Um, and I'm assuming these frigates aren't meant... Are they meant to go in atmosphere or no? Yes, they are. Okay, cool. They are mid-sized ships. Mostly decommissioned military vessels. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the strictly military hardware on them has been stripped off to make room for more civilian class stuff. And each of them is probably built to be crewed by anywhere between five and ten people. The transport is definitely meant to be crewed by more people, but that's mostly to deal with whatever potential cargo you might have. The second trip was clearly a war vessel of some kind at one point or another though the larger armaments on it have been stripped off to make way for a very, very complicated sensor array. It looks like this ship is probably pretty quick. Not a ton of cargo space on it, though, but really good sensors. The third ship looks as though it was probably someone's idea of a joke. It is, maybe it was a stealth bomber at some point, but it's clearly not sized right for planetary bombing. It's way too small. It is not built with the kind of weight you'd expect to have any kind of heavy armaments on it, but it just looks fast and dangerous. Like it's sleek and dark and has a very thin silhouette. From a certain angle. But like. Why do you shake your head so much? If you were building a racing ship. It would be three times smaller than this one. If you were building a large stealth craft. It would have more to it than this. This just looks like a really fast. Middleweight sized ship. It's probably suited for. Dipping in and out of the atmosphere. Really easily. And you don't know why you'd even build a ship like that. You think it's also probably capable of moving underwater as well. Just based on the fact that it has very little in the way of apertures. So once you're inside this thing, you can't really see out of it. You have to use sensors to guide yourselves. But that also makes it incredibly resilient against atmosphere differentials. Do we have any information on the three planets? Akalar, you have almost no information on. That tracks. Okay. Florian, tell me about Akalar. No, it's it's literally dirt. like there is information and Florian immediately responds with like, this is bad info. <laughs> like, I don't know who got this info, but it's not right. <laughs> Submitted by Oswald Theophilus. <laughs> it just says mostly harmless. It's that's all that that's all there is. That's very not true. You know that Rafas is a 
moon on a of a gas giant. Technically, the world itself is uh, a moon, and it is primarily a mining operation uh, for mining certain noble gases from the gas giant itself. The planet Arlgev is mostly oceanographic. It is what's called an ag world. So it's a world that produces large quantities of agricultural products for trade and consumption. In Arlgev's specific mode of trade is with algae byproducts. So they harvest algae from the surface of this large oceany world and turn it into foodstuffs. Smart. So Rome is kind of more of a garden world. It's a trade hub. A smaller trade hub. And all these planets are relatively, on a galactic level, close to each other. They are all within the eastern reach. Most of them drifting out towards the rim. The closest one to any world of significance would be Sarome, and that is relatively close to a world called Efri Yag, which is a uh, a world controlled by elemental folk, the Akasi. Cool. And Akalar is definitely more towards like the the mid rim and up towards the northern reach where space gets weird okay i mean i think at this point we'd probably be meeting back up with everyone okay shay what did you attempt to do with that large specimen of fay that you discovered among your cash so, if anything at this point. So the way that I figured out the the category categories the categories um was not by like actually interacting with the data chems, correct? Like in a in a Right. That was yeah. a little deemed a little too dangerous. Right. You used something more like spectroscopy where you like, okay, based on what I can observe about this without actually being on top of it, here's what I can determine. I right-clicked and hit properties and sort of read that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm trying, I guess she's trying to figure out a way to now figure out what is on this data chem in as safe a way as possible. It's tough, right? Yeah. You've got this creature of possible digital power. So how do you interact with something without giving it free reign? Yeah. You don't know. Letting it loose in a closed system is like letting a fish go in your living room. It's got nothing to swim in or breathe. So you can observe it. There's a good, very good chance that would just kill it, though. Yeah, I don't necessarily want to do that at the moment. Which you assume might happen anyway, given enough time on all these data yeah. chems. 
Yeah. So did you just plug them into like World of Warcraft and let them run free for a while? Let them play in a virtual world? <laughs> See if they can get I mean, like 99 yeah. mining on RuneScape? Or what? Gotta keep constructing the different little spheres of the Jurassic Park you're building. Mm. Yeah. Okay. The, the problem you keep running into is this this existence is so alien to you, you don't know precisely the the methodology of care and treatment of captured fey creatures. Uh, how similar is it to owning sea monkeys? It's closer to a Tamagotchi, honestly. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that makes more sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do, like, some... Well, yeah, research, I guess. Or just find a building that I really hate and plug it into the metanet there. <laughs> sure. A building that I really don't care about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why don't we just go to one of these sh these these gross planets like, I don't know, picking it like Akalar and, you know, plug it into one of their little, you know, Apple twos or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's like basically on the border of the northern realm. They might like that. I don't know if like like space works the same way, but it doesn't. Yeah. Space, 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 space. space. Oswald, you're muted. Have you opted for implant surgery? I think that the most narratively interesting answer to that question would be yes. All right. As Reed the player makes some gestures that one might consider, well, let's say lewd. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes, I used the word implants. I did not mean that Oswald's getting massive gazongas. I mean, is that is that an option? If you want, buddy. It's always an option. A as a bird, you have no need for such things, but yeah. <laughs> well, I'll I'll think on it for now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You live you live your life. I'm I'm not going to tell you otherwise. Yeah, you know. But at least where the archives proffered implants are concerned, you go for it. Yeah. Okay. You can decide what those look like for you. Again, I gave you kind of the range last time of they could be anywhere from cybernetic eyes to little data clips where your glasses attached to your skull or it could, lots of things. Literally a camera popping up out of your shoulder like the Predator. Ooh. Oh my God. <laughs> what about just a, a little antenna? On your head. Yeah, sure. Like claptrap. Yeah, that, mm -hmm. that could be pretty good, actually. Mm. Or just a little antenna with a little ball of light, like clink. <laughs> but I'll leave that up to you. And when you have that, you let me know. Okay, sounds good. But I'm assuming the other two members of the party reconvene with Shay and Oswald and let them know about the the rundown. Mm-hmm. Um, we specifically don't meet in Oswald's room, uh, since we never, ever have to do that ever again, now that we yeah. have our new hangout spot. Mm -hmm. oh. 
All right. In, well. in the dossier, mm-hmm. does it say what the children of Aether, like, do they have any demands or a manifesto? I was just about to ask, any yeah. any sort of, like, indicator of what their goals are, or is it just completely random-seeming? So that they were fairly well, re- like, recorded. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff, so. yeah. In the dossier about them, you find that there is not a fully fledged manifesto per se, but there is situations in which they've made demands and made proclamations about what their goals are. They are a group of disillusioned soldiers from both sides of the shattering. They dispute the primacy of both sides kind of theocratic views in a way because at the end of the day both the minus dominion and the conus empire are kind of theocracies to a certain extent at the very least there's a very heavy religious overtone to both cultures the Khanis Empire being a form of ancestor worship in which they believe that their first emperor was a god, or ascended to become a god. And where the Minus Dominion was concerned, it was a more broad take on dragon worship. Now, the children of Aetir disabuse themselves of both notions. And since they're using the name Aetir, as you read through this dossier, you know that that name is associated with another religious order that exists in the Dragon's Wake, and that is the worship of what are called Stead Gods. The Stead Gods are old gods, the old ways, the old religions. Those that predate at least on a, like, anthropological level, they predate Dragon and Primus worship. They go back to the Stedders, the earliest known cultural artifacts of which are the earliest in the Dragon's Wake galaxy. So record of these gods goes back way longer than most of other recorded civilization. And there's records of it that exist on worlds across the galaxy. Which again, there's a whole philosophical bent to this about like what does that mean about how civilization came to exist within the Dragon's Wake galaxy Um, the common most common theory being that of seed theory in which it's presumed that most species were settled by some older higher order of civilization throughout the Dragon's Wake and there's actual at least an absence of evidence to suggest that that is true like, there's no fossil record of most sapient species evolving on any given world. So, when you name your group the Children of Aetir, you're immediately evoking those old gods and that old religion. You're immediately evoking the old Stetter bloodlines, old Midrian ways. Gods that most people commonly refer to as mythology. They're not actively practiced religions, necessarily. Now, whether they're doing this out of an actual sense of religious iconography and 
attachment like to a that. Philosophical shorthand. Philosophical shorthand, or maybe they just think A tier is cool. A tier among that those gods is thought to be the root of the word Aether. Or perhaps the other way around. There's some debate on that. But this group in particular seems to do its best to spit in the eye of what's left of the Dominion. And anyone wanting to rebuild that Dominion. Like, say... What I hate. Oh, I don't know. Anyone calling themselves the Minotaur in this day and age. You wrote your character's backstory. No! You did this. You did it. Yeah, uh, that that was the reason I asked about said hmm. manifesto, is because, yeah, I think Florian is like... I, I mean, had already kind of put it together in the proctor's office, and it's just like... Oh, God. So, uh... I think I know what they're doing. You think you know what they're doing? Yeah. How? What? Don't worry about it. Uh, no. Um, they're looking for the next Minotaur. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the good news is, is like I I doubt I doubt they've found it, them, him. I don't really know about what. What makes you so sure? And to what end? Probably to destroy it. Hmm. Uh, and who's of... who's the Minotaur? Do I know anything about the Dominion? <laughs> uh, the, the 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 Minotaur, Minotaur. How how is it? How is it? Probably pronounced? be pronounced Minotaur. Minotaur. Okay. Um, would be like what the the effective ruler of the Minos. Think of it more like the Pope. Yeah. But so the Pope who goes to war. Yeah. yeah. Hey, there's a comic book, Battle Pope. Which is heavily influential <laughs> when coming up with all of this lore. Mm. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Good and cool. Is it like a reincarnation kind of a thing? Or is it... Is there a ritual with colored smoke? I don't know. <laughs> uh, that is something you probably wouldn't have a firm grasp on any of you, really. Because you're not a part of that religion. Yeah. Like, asking who the Minotaur is, is just like, oh yeah, I know that that is a thing that exists. You might not know the actual name of the person, like the Pope. It's like, I know there's a the Pope. I Mm -hmm. am blanking on who the Pope's name is. Excuse me, Mr. Uh, The Pope. Yeah. Um, that's what yeah. I refer to him as. Is it a is it a Benedict right now? We just don't know. Who who's to say? Is it a John Paul? I feel like every other one's a John Paul. I, I like a good Pope Innocent here and there. Mm. Uh, see, I was hoping for a, a Pope John Claude. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, if only. <laughs> if yeah, the true only. battle yeah. Pope. Damn. <laughs> oh, God! If the human race could be so lucky. Gonna need to loosen those robes a little bit to accommodate the splits, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Gonna need to take off the sleeves too on those robes. 
but yeah, beyond the the idea of just like knowing what it is, I don't think any of you would really know the ins and outs of that particular religious practice. Okay. But yeah, I mean, so that's like that's all well and good, but like they ain't gonna find it where they're looking. Uh, Maybe, uh, or if they, uh, or if they know. do, or if they do, they'll just like destroy the min- the Minotaur, and like that's fine. That works for me. I don't really give uh, a shit. I mean, but isn't the Minotaur the real... like really strong? So maybe they don't. Beat or the maybe Minotaur. they don't, and that solves our problem too. My real question is why the hell the hegemony put in this? So did did. Did the request for aid from all of these planets come from the same... They were all, like, part of the same... Request, request. for aid, yes. Yeah. Like, like that's what I want to know. Is why the hegemony cares. What's in it for them? The hegemony's always cared. They're just, just looking out for everyone. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Which uh, planets are associated with the hegemony? Uh, in general, or of the four in the, your list here? Uh, I mean, it, other it, than in, both. In general, lots. Oh. Up and coming, new empire, gonna be great. Get in on the ground floor, okay? You no. tell your friends, and then your friends tell ten friends. No. That, that's a multi-level marketing scheme. Yeah. Sorry. When the Dominion shattered... A whole region of space became a free-for-all. The hegemony, based out of vast plane, the Leon homeworld, is the new regional power that is attempting to hold things together among civilized space. Mm. It's not as big or as dangerous as the Dominion ever was, but it is attempting to put the pieces back together. Well, um... What? So, what is our mission specifically? Is it to to find this group? Uh, We're there to gather information about the group, what they're doing. Yeah. Well, we did excellent work gathering information last time. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, I uh, I just it, said what they're doing. I I think we can submit that mission report and and wait for the next one. Yeah. Right, but if they're looking for the Minotaur, how are they going about that? Are they going in and raising towns to the ground? What are they doing? I hope not. Right, uh, and you're not at all curious. If they're just knocking on doors, then we need to find that out too. It's literally our job. Specifics are important. Mm-hmm. Florian, you don't really seem like you want to go. Any particular he, reason? Or yeah, he, uh, I think I'll I think I'll just say um, like detail the message that I was sent. Uh, not just that the Dominion attacked Akalar. I'll say which also is hella suspicious. Like, uh, and uh, that it would be best if I stayed clear. Wait, so the Dominion attacked Akalar? That is what uh, the message said, yeah. Hmm. 
That's interesting. It wasn't the Dominion but shattered? So who is well, now I'm listen, very curious. Hey, we have yeah, to go. I know, right? Like, as like, soon listen, as possible. Like, listen, if these are planets that that people maybe think the Monotar is on, then I'm sure whoever wants to get the Mono's Dominion started up again, and you know there's folk who do, are probably also interested in them. Just on a, like current history note something you would all probably be aware of is there are at least seven claimants to the minotaur running around at any given point in the eastern reach at this point in history some of which have a stronger claim than others there's at least one who has the backing of the vast plain hegemony weirdly enough it's florian of acolytes yeah it's weird yeah we don't talk about it much we have names from a hat but that's like the 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 Chinese Poncho Lama kind of situation where it's just like there's no real proof that this is the person who is supposed to be the head of this religion, but that's but, what this other nation is claiming. But uh, yeah, and everyone who wants like a piece of power is claiming that they're the one that they're backing is right. Know, the true. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um. Would we be able to? Uh, I seem to have um, run to a bit of a snag as far as uh, acquisitioning uh, equipment. Uh, if if somebody in our group was to perhaps fetch that for us instead of me, uh, that might be more productive. I mean, all you have to do is tell them what it is you need and why you need it. Yes. Yeah, it's only... Uh... The requisitions officer only ever gets mad if you try to requisition stuff that you like don't need. Yeah, I've never, I've never run into any problems. Yeah, They're actually, really well, nice. Well, like, here's the you thing: do if you don't know, know what you do or don't need, uh, one cannot no. predict the future. Uh, at least yeah. not at this point. Uh, but what? Hmm? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, but what I'm saying is, here. you can never be fully prepared, and so you never know what you do or don't need moving forward. So, Did you theoretically, position something off mission. Well, yes, but to be fair, I was very curious as to how it worked. That's right, uh, and I think um, educating myself in whichever. Uh, manners possible is beneficial to the galaxy as a whole. Is that how you phrased it? Uh, I think I used the words fiddle around a bit. <laughs> yeah, see, mm. that, that's the problem right there. <sighs> should probably use a little, some better words than that. Yes, yes. Fiddle yes. is not exactly a, the most... Uh, Accurate. Ah, it might be the most accurate in your case. Well, yes, but uh, Amari, why don't you handle that? Uh, I'll, I'll write a list of things I need. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Well, where are we going? 
uh, Mike, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you said, but uh, uh, Lisman brought up uh, which of these three additional worlds, excluding Akalar, have any relation at all. I don't know if you mentioned that. Uh, you would know that Saram used to be a world that was, at least in part, uh, part of the Dominion. The other three are all what are referred to as Outer Kingdoms. Independent worlds. That seems like the best bet. I mean, it would probably be the best one to get information, given that there seems to be more people on that one. It's a Mm. trade hub. Yeah, one, the other, the mining one is interesting. I really, Reed would like to check out the, the, the water one. Um, Especially but. if we get that cool uh, sleek boat. jet yeah. that can be a scuba boat. Yeah. I think the, a scuba boat, I think those are called submarines, but <laughs> I, I don't know. What do I know? No. A scuba boat. <laughs> Self-contained underwater boating apparatus. <laughs> you nailed it. You do still have that choice to make a, of ships. I mean, one seems specifically tailored towards Amari's uh, preferences. Which one? The third the first one. one was, well, the third one is just like getting... Just the weird, go. cool, fast... I'll say ship. this one about the third one. It, there's no room for a mech on it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Um... The first one had lots of room for cargo and stuff like that, and the mm-hmm. second one had lots of sensors, which I found really, really interesting. But he took the third one and he put it inside the first one, <laughs> and also the mech. Would they give us multiple ships? Probably no. not. <laughs> You've got one them. pilot on your team. I will say that much. Yes. Now is do okay so question uh-huh. we're taking a frigate uh-huh. our shuttle would theoretically go inside of the frigate correct okay cool except Is for Duma... the third one right except for the third one so if we go with the third one duma is probably going to fly that entire thing or Duma's not going and we have to do it duma will fly whatever you pick now whether or not you also have access to a shuttle on top of what you're picking will depend on the ship Okay. Yeah. The cargo hauler will very easily fit the shuttle inside of itself. The smaller, like, sensor array vessel, you'll have to have the shuttle attached to the outside of the hull of that right. ship. Mm. And the speedboat midlife crisis mm-hmm. does not have room for <laughs> anything like that. How nice are the spinning rims on that third one, though? Between the spinning rims, the spoiler, and the the flames on the front, nice. it's uh. What about truck nuts? Well, uh, does it uh, does it turn into a hydroplane? It might. You don't know. All you know is it has a bumper sticker that says, "If you're reading this, I just passed you." Oh my god! Wait, Axel's oh, car. <laughs> The entire insides are Corinthian leather. Even the things that shouldn't be leather. <laughs> the buttons. Uh, Why is this cup holder leather? 
Oh, God. Um, So I lean towards the first or the second ship. Yeah. Uh, I'd say second or third. So I think the overlap there is two. And I say all three. At the same time. Yes. You transform them into... Caravan of... Yes, we, we attach them all together like some sort of mechanical behemoth. A full Tron, if you will. <laughs> you know, that classic. Yes. Le- legend well, speaks of the large ships combining. <laughs> uh, no, I think Some say true. one day Why Voltron will return all... to save us all. Why are we not all mech pilots? This was a sweet... I don't we know. We came up with stupid characters. Mike <laughs> specifically said there are mechs in this, this universe, and you didn't pick it. So that's entirely on you. You fucked up, dog. I mean, it's not too late, honestly. We could always start piloting a mech at any point. I've started training you. That's true. <gasps> Which ship are you picking? Two, two seems to be two? the... Two? Sensors, two? enough space. Sensors cool. The shuttle. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Elliot, any input? I said two. Oh, did you? Oh, All right. Sorry. I All said right. one or two. That okay. was my vote earlier. All right. All right. Two, two, two. I just, I, the the reason I I say not one is because I don't know what we'll need like a lot of cargo space for. I mean, except for the fact that Oswald is a hoarder. Right. How many people can we get? on the second ship if say we need to do a mass evacuation of say a a town because there's terrorists there you would say probably close to 30 if everyone was standing shoulder to shoulder and how many people could we fit on the cargo ship probably closer to 100 yeah there we go no no so i mean it just one is seems like this is an information gathering shuttle. The other one is a uh, 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 mass evacuation. Thing. And the speedboat you could maybe get another person on. Mm. <laughs> so let's not go with <laughs> No, we must. <laughs> it looks so fast. <laughs> it looks disgustingly fast. It exudes, it seeps the idea of speed. You get whiplash <laughs> from watching it. Think about how cool we would all look in it. It's Grease Lightning the spaceship. <laughs> Still has wheels, though. So it sounds like you're going with number two. Mm-hmm. The the decommissioned war vessel that has been had its military accoutrement stripped away and has been replaced with a Impressively large sensor array. The ship does not have a name. It has not been christened as such. This appears to be basically military surplus that the Cole Foundation has picked up somewhere along the way. And Duma reports to that ship and begins familiarizing himself with it. Was there a timeline that we were sub- that we we're supposed to like? Begin no, this mission, or just kind of like, yeah, we start in three days, or whatever. it's approach it however you feel the timetable presents itself. And when you get back in contact with the storm's repose, they'll let you know where they're hanging out. Cool, 
you have as much time as you desire. The frigate you pick out is warp-capable, so it will be able to get you to where you need to go. It's a smaller craft, though, so you'll have to make multiple warps as opposed to one big one like the Storms Repose could. Mm. And Duma feels confident that he could pilot this thing. Not quite as maneuverable as the smaller vessels that he's used to, but he thinks he could get some good maneuvers out of it. I posit that we call it the Tiresias. Don't shake your head at Because Olivia is just that kind of nerd. I was <sighs> thinking it's that perhaps... It's covered in sensors and he's blind. And also a prophet of Apollo. I was thinking perhaps Oswald Octavian Theophilus the ship. No. Now hear me out. Uh, it's my no. name. No. Yeah, but also a ship. <laughs> but it is, in fact, not me, but a ship. His logic is flawless. <laughs> All right, well, I guess but the next one. Within a couple of days, you could get this ship supplied with whatever you might need for what you think this mission will entail. So there'll be time for you to requisition whatever you think you might need, and you've got plenty of room to carry like larger scale stuff if you need to, because you've got a whole ship available to you. Hmm. Uh, Amari... Uh... Oswald will write a uh, shopping list uh, for you to bring to the requisitions. Does it look uh, like a Walgreens receipt? Like how long is the thing? <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty long, and also his handwriting is hard hard to read. Um, Weirdly enough, he wrote it lengthwise. <laughs> just impossible. It's a Mobius strip of a grocery list. Yeah. <laughs> As you get all of your gear gathered together, and in the days that follow, you begin to realize that you're going out on your first real big solo mission. The Storm's Repose is not going to be within easy reach after you leave. You're going to be without support, without immediate access to the resources you've grown accustomed to. Whatever problems you run into out there are yours to either report and get away from or solve yourselves. Somewhere in that time, Amari, that personal missive for you from Prefect Hala, I'm assuming gets read at some point. You're mooted. No. Um, No, I don't read. No, yeah, I do read. Um... Yeah, probably once our team meeting is is wrapped up and like people are planning on like tucking in for the night, you know. It's a brief message addressed to you personally. All it says is this came across my desk. Thought you might want to see it. Take care of this before it gets too far. And there's a an image attached. It's taken from a distance. 
it's blurry and there's smoke and haze, but what the image depicts is clear enough. It's a group of soldiers moving with burning buildings in the background. At their center is a mech. The mech is distinct, and it was once a member of the Golden Mane, your former unit. Shit. <laughs> and I think that's a good place to leave it for now. But of course, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MatcomRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis, where I post art and post about MatCom. You can also find links to my Patreon and Society6 stores there, so you can help support me. You can find me on Twitter at CryOutOlivia, um, where I talk about all sorts of stuff, including mostly tabletop RPGs. Uh, come hang out. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at The Readamus, where I post lots of pictures of my adventures and tweets about my shenanigans. I also run the Matcom RPG Instagram account, so you can also find us there at Matcom RPG. And you can support us by rating and reviewing our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. And when you do, include the name of an NPC in the subject line of the, of the review, and we will put that NPC into this campaign. That is absolutely true. And when you do, you can also find me on Twitter at MKGergoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things Matcom and tabletop RPGs, such as our good, good friend Omatep, who you can also find on Twitter at NPC underscore AN, because even though he is not in this campaign... Yet, he is, of course, an important NPC. Thank you all so much for listening, and as always, the world, the galaxy, is chaos. So please, be kind to one another. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>